Wow. It's that time already. Are you ready? Is your classroom set up for success to ease your students' minds so they're ready to learn? Well, listen in for three ways that you can do just that. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Don't forget, leave me a review wherever you are listening to this podcast and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. Don't forget to join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class, and message me if you have any questions, any strategies that you're concerned about or not sure about. I would love to be able to help you out. So some of the teachers that I have worked with, man, you go in their room, everything is like color-coded, desks uh, or tables are set up great. I mean, it's just so nice and clean and orderly. And it just gives you such a calming feeling, even just to walk in there before students are even there. Just to walk in and feel the organization of it all. And yes, my crazy dogs are still here. <laughs> um, and it really does just set you at ease when you walk in. Everything is in its place. Expectations are listed. There's areas in the room like you know what they're for, like the iPads are in an area. They've got shelves of books in an area. And the closets are set out. Your numbers are on your desks or tables and your names. And it really does give such a great feeling when you walk in. And then others, you know, obviously not all of us are very organized or like to be color-coded or, you know, it's just different. And sometimes just because they're not super organized doesn't mean that it is chaos. Like they still have things in order. They still have, you know, areas in their room where the kids are going to know what they are. But just having that order 
and kind of organization, whether or not it's color-coded and you have a certain theme throughout the room or however you do it, but just having a sense of order in the room really does make a difference. Now, in some schools I've been to, they have uh, coat hangers outside the classroom. So their coats and their backpacks, they all hang up outside, outside the classroom, which I think is really nice because it does free up space in the room and it does take away from disorder. (laughs) I, I went into another classroom and that's where they had the closets inside the room. And, you know, you can never shut the closets correctly. And backpacks are on the floor. Some backpacks are just hanging out of the closet because it's not shut all the way. Kids are like stepping all over the backpacks or they're just kind of kicking them out of the way. Or, you know, her shelves are just kind of a mess. She has another area in the back of the room that was kind of a mess. And man, it totally is a big difference to walk in and just feel that like, ooh, kind of a hot mess. She was a good teacher, but I think just realizing the importance of the feel of the room, not to get into all the zen and all that stuff, but just having an organized, clean room makes a big difference. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why we always tell our kids, clean your room. Like it's nasty. It's disgusting. It makes a big difference when it's clean, it's organized. Kids feel at ease when they come in. So that's where you know, I know you guys want to be. So three ways that you can get there. Besides your beautiful color-coded, fabulous themed room. Like I love those. Those are awesome. So one is setting those clear expectations in your room. So what, you know, what are you going to use for when they have to go to the bathroom? So sometimes they use the sign language for bathroom. So kids just have to raise their hand. They have that symbol in their hand. Teachers know right away that's where they need to be. Uh, Other classrooms you have, um, I guess tags you would say, or signs that have boys bathroom, girls bathroom, and they would take it and just put it on their spot at the table. So they have already asked, but again, you know, in case of any emergency or they needed to evacuate the room, somebody could come in and say, hey, that is on the bathroom. So that student is probably in the bathroom because he's not with his class. And so that's just kind of a, another uh, form of just reassurance of where the kids are all the time. And then other classrooms I've seen, they just have to sign out. So they sign out the time when they leave and then they have to sign back in when they come back in. So that's just one area that you need to have like clear expectations because we all know they're all going to be asking to go to the bathroom all the time. 
Um, another one would be, you know, how do they ask questions? Are they raising their hands? Are they raising like a number one on their finger? Or they do they have a color card on their table? How do you want them to ask questions like when you're teaching? Or is it when you stop talking that they can ask questions? All these little things make a big difference, excuse me, on how the kids know how they need to act in the classroom. So those are just a couple of examples of setting those clear expectations. Or like when you shut off the lights, what's the expectation? Everybody stop talking and listen to the directions. That has worked really well in a lot of the classrooms. Just shutting off the light because that just kind of uh, gets their attention pretty quickly without, of course, us screaming our heads off at them. (laughs) So, you know, just those little expectations, what is expected of them, what's expected, what they can expect from you on how you're teaching and how you're going to run your classroom. So those are really huge. The second uh, way I would suggest is to have a cozy corner, to have a quiet corner, a quiet space, a meta moment space, whatever you want to call it, but a space where they can just go and sit for a minute. You can tell as you get to know your students that they're getting pretty upset about something and you can just say, hey, go ahead, go back for a minute. Um, Sometimes like some of the classrooms have had their own like little library in the room. And so that could be your quiet corner. And some teachers have brought in like comfy little chairs or comfy little bean bags. And that is the only space that students can use them. And so that could just be your quiet corner or quiet space just so students know that they can just step away for a minute because they're always, you know, going to go through a gamut of emotions, especially at the beginning, you know, having summer off and, and you're going to have new students coming in from different schools or kids that have just moved here or kids going through a divorce and, you know, all kinds of things. So be able to say, you know what, You have a space back here if you need to just take a minute. And how can they let you know that? So that could be another thing. Like you have a color card on their desk and they just put it on their desk and you see it or they just raise it and show you and then you acknowledge and they can go, you know, so getting those clear uh, expectations and those clear directions and letting them know that they do have a space that they can go to. Hopefully that will work in your classroom. And then number three, course is my favorite and building those relationships, connecting with your students. How are you going to do that? Is it just, um, you know, one way in greeting them in the morning or do you have a morning meeting? 
where you not only go over the day, but you go over how are they feeling. Having them greet each other, I think is really good. I've really seen those positive aspects of students greeting everybody in the classroom. And of course, there's a million ways that you can do that, but I think that's a real positive start to the school, to class, to the day. Um, you know, are you going to have lunch with your students maybe once a month, every other week, however works for you? Are you, you know, maybe during that circle time sharing something about yourself? So even if it's just, okay, we're all going to go around and say our favorite food. And then they get to hear yours. So they get to know you as well. And that's important too, to build that positive connecting relationship. And I just want to encourage you because these three things will make a huge difference in your classroom. I have seen it and I know some of you already do this and you're awesome. And some of you may be kind of struggling in one area and that's where your peers are for. And just being able to, you know, collaborate with them and, and ask, you know, what's worked for you in this or what's worked for you or, you know, students coming from a different grade level, you know, double checking with their past teacher and what has worked with them. So getting to know your student, what's going to encourage them and set up your classroom to be the best for them to learn in. And as they feel comfortable, they feel safe, they feel cared for, their behaviors will not be as disruptive as coming into kind of a chaotic room and not knowing what to expect or you've changed your expectations from one day to the next. Kids don't know what's going on and you're frustrated, they're frustrated. It just kind of takes the ease, takes the pains away from you, you having to deal with frustration and the kids having to deal with frustration. And not that, of course, they are going to have that throughout the year, but just setting those boundaries, those expectations in the beginning, having a quiet space, building those relationships will cut down on a lot of disruptive behaviors because then they know what needs to happen. Now, there's still going to be kiddos that are going to struggle and whether that is um, finding out they do have a learning disability or whether it is uh, trauma in the background or maybe they're going through something traumatic even now. You know, divorce, I think we sometimes forget, is really traumatic for kids. I think just because it's... um, a lot more of it happening. We're just kind of used to it. But of course the kids are not. And just kind of being sensitive and empathetic to that as well. So yes, you're still going to have kids that may struggle. And those you're going to find out they're going to need maybe other support, other interventions to help them. But overall, Getting these three things down in your classroom is going to be amazing and it's going to make a huge difference. So I just want to say you guys got this. 
as you prepare or you're already in it, know that your presence is so needed. Investing in children is a privilege and they are blessed to have you as their teacher. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, P-P-U, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this, that every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.